You're about to listen to a message from Pastor Ikenna Okeke of the Father's Church. The Father's Church is an assembly of believers committed to revealing the fatherhood of Almighty God to this generation through sound biblical teachings and corresponding moral conduct. This message will challenge, encourage, and propel you to fulfill that purpose and live that life that God has originally designed for you as revealed in His Word. Be blessed as you listen. Praise the Lord. Sunday, we started to look at 2 Corinthians 6 from verse 14 to um, 7 verse 1. And in essence, like our sister said, we were made to understand that God, God has come for us. God has blessed us. God has loved us with a love that we could never fully discover. And God has made provision for us to be with him. Praise the Lord. However, in creating us, he created us free moral beings, in which case is that God would do everything he could do as God to bring us into the blessing that he has blessed us. But one thing he could never do is force us. And I think that's where the marriage picture captures it. I mean, the regular marriage, not the... Um, not the um, the marriage where they kidnap women and, you know, force them into marriage. The regular marriage. There has to be a willingness. There has to be an offer and then there has to be an acceptance. Praise the Lord. So God has done all of that and has shown us how big he is, how beautiful he is, how rich he is, how to what extent he will go to love us and to do things for us. But he can force us to enter into that blessing. That's why he was speaking to us in that Second Corinthians 6. He says, do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. He's trying to say, you are now, I've made an offer to you. Come out and enjoy it. Praise the Lord. He went on and on, went on and on, said, you have become Christ. Why don't you leave the things that are not Christ? And you see, this, is, this, this began to help me understand a lot of things about scripture and maybe I would get better in teaching the scriptures because you know the mistake we make as Christians is that when we speak to people we say you know you, sh- you don't do this or this is bad okay so we say for example what do you know is bad give me an example what do you know is bad stealing is bad thank you very much fighting is bad okay let's just take stealing so if you say do not steal and you're just saying it like that. It really doesn't make much sense. Because there are some people who they are accord. You see, I, I saw a movie many years ago where a man descended from, you know, generation of thieves. Okay? And the man came back to, from the city to his father in the village. You know, uh, disappointed, frustrated. And sat the father down and said to the father that he has found out that there is no business he can do. That he has decided to go into stealing. And the father smiled. <laughs> robbery, robbery. <laughs> and the father smiled. And now took him aside and told him that this is family business. Do you understand? <laughs> that he has just re- discovered, you know, 
The, <laughs> so, so imagine such a person now. You can't tell him don't steal. He runs in the family. What am I trying to say? What I'm trying to say is this. When we want to say don't steal, we say as a Christian, you should not steal. As a Christian, you should not fight. You know why? Because the will of being a Christian is your choice. That's why Lord Jesus Christ says, count the cost. So if you're going to be a Christian, then this is what Christians do. Praise the Lord. This is what Christians don't do. And then the reasons why they do and don't do those things are clear when you see who the Christian is. Praise the Lord. The Christian should not lie. Why should the Christian not lie? Because Christ is there for you. There is no situation. We lie because of situations that we find difficult to handle. But you already have an advocate. You have a mediator. You have an intercessor. Praise the Lord. You have an helper. You have the one who shows you mercy. So that understanding began to help me understand the way this thing should be. So don't tell people, don't do, no. You should tell the person, are you a Christian? Maybe first. Then if the person says, I'm not, you say, I'm sorry. Let me mind my own business. Or you begin where you should start, where you convince the person about Christianity. But if the person now says he's a Christian or she's a Christian, you say, ah, as a Christian, you can't do this. Praise the Lord. Is that clear? So understanding that, you know, help me. So that is what it is. It says, because of what I've done, come out now. I've married you. Come out. You're now royalty. Praise the Lord. You're now royalty. Come out from amongst them and be separate and I will receive you. I'll be a father to you. You'll be my son. And then verse 1 of chapter 7 begins to say to us, it says, therefore, this is it. There is always a therefore on what we are learning. It says, therefore what? Having these promises. Beloved. So holiness is not for everybody. It's for the beloved. It's for those who have these precious promises. It's for those who are going somewhere. Therefore, having these precious promises, beloved, let us do what? Cleanse ourselves. So, so people struggle with this message of sanctification, you know, righteousness and holiness because they're not going anywhere. If you're really going somewhere and you know this is true about you, the Bible speaks it in another way. It says those who have this hope in themselves, they purify. You're looking to see Jesus. You're going to purify yourself. There is no bride. There is no bride who the wedding date has been fixed that will be careless with her appearance. Am I right? That's when they want to fit in too close. They had not fit in too since they were born. You know, that's when they want their skins to be as smooth as, you know, whatever. Why? Because they're looking forward to what? That day. The same way you are married to Christ, there's a looking forward. I can't be looking forward to meeting Jesus and then I'm, you know, dancing uh, uh, tango with the devil. Is it possible? No, it's not possible. So, so those are the backgrounds that help us, okay? So that's what we began to look at on Sunday. And I know we stopped at follow. And that's what I want us to deal with briefly, I uh, hope briefly this evening. Because that's also a very important part of what we are learning. We, next to the gift or the privilege of the new birth. 
Okay, next to the gift of privilege of new birth, which, you know, is part of what mom, she, you know, dealt with when she told Ephesians 2 verse 8. It says, for by grace are we saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is what? The gift of God. This is the gift of God. We said it here, I think, last Wednesday, which we should and could and must continue to repeat. The greatest privilege any man can have on earth is what? To receive the gift of salvation. Just like we've said, to be married to Jesus. There is no better privilege. There is no comparable privilege. There is no privilege on its class. Okay? So this is it and it's a gift. Verse 9 and 10, please. Verse 9 goes on and says, Not of works, lest anyone should boast. So this gift or this privilege, we don't earn it. He chooses us. He says, you have not chosen me, but I have what? I have chosen you. So he chooses us. So he comes to us. Like we said in a few, I don't know which meeting we said that. But I know you know friends who are just, some of them even nicer than you are. Who, no matter what you say, they just will not receive the gospel. And they've seen witnesses. They know this thing is true. They've seen you. They've seen, even if they've not seen you, they've seen somebody. Okay? But they have not. They will not. And, you know, we don't know. Some of them, you know, continue like that. We pray that God will touch them. So, it's not of works. I didn't do anything better to end this gift. Okay? But now that we have ended this gift, verse 10 says, For we are now what? His workmanship, created in what? In Christ Jesus, for good which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So after the gift, which I did not walk for, they are telling me that there is a walk that they saved me to walk. Are you getting it now? My works don't save me, but when I'm saved, there is a walk they prepared before I even came on the scene. Praise the Lord. So next to the privilege or the gift of the new birth is the privilege now of learning him, excuse me, of learning him, of learning him. The, the Bible says in, uh, in, in Ephesians 4, in Ephesians chapter 4, from verse 17, if you go home, you can read it. I'll just read verse 20. Paul was trying to say so many things to this, you know, believers. And in verse 20, out of some, some of fr- frustration, he said, but you have not so learned Christ. Do you understand? You are, you are born again, okay? The, the birth, you have the gift. But he said, this isn't what the gift should bring you into. Praise the Lord. You have not so learned. He didn't say you have not so learned the principle. And that's part of what we are going to tonight. He didn't say you have not learned the principles of Christ. He didn't even say you have not known what Christ came to do. He said you have not so learned Christ. There is a learning of Christ when you come into this faith. Praise the Lord. There is a learning and that is where the the, the boys are separated from the men. Like this evening as we are singing all the songs that we are singing. You know, uh, uh, lift Jesus higher. The Holy Spirit was ministering to me now. As beautiful as these songs are, there is no better way to lift him up than to live like him. You get what I'm saying? He said that is actually lifting you because nobody here goes about singing Bob Marley. But if you see the Rasta people, they don't sing Bob Marley. But even if you just see them, you see Bob Marley. And then they're lifting up Bob Marley. You see the Michael Jackson people, they're not singing, I love Michael Jackson. I love, they just, you know, dress like him. 
So by that, what are they doing? They are lifting him up. But we Christians, we sing about lifting Jesus, but we don't look like him. So the, the apostles is just out of, you know, not knowing what to say. If you have time, read the entire chapter. He said, but you have not so learned. So the call, that's why our Lord Jesus Christ, we started from there on, on, on Sunday. Mark 1.17. He said, everywhere you see him talking to people, he will say to them, follow me and I will make you. Follow me and I will make you. In one of these things, he says, he called the, them that they might be with him. That is the work. Now you have been saved. He's calling you to be with him. Just like any man that marries a wife he loves. I remember when I married my wife. After the traditional wedding. We're not born again then. Okay. So my mom was living in Enugu. Where, and then I said no. Yes. We're living in Enugu. Married from Onicha. Our village is Amichinewi. And at the end of the traditional wedding. My mom told me that the tradition is that they will take my wife to the women in the village so that they will show them their new wife. <laughs> I told my mom that when they marry their own wives, let, that I've married... <laughs> I didn't marry my wife for them. That when they're ready, they should get married their own. But this wife, I've married her for me. And where I'm going, that's where, uh, that's where she has to be found. <laughs> Okay, why did I even start telling that story? Uh, Jesus says, follow me. Thank you. Follow me. Anywhere he see, you see him calling any person, he will say to the person, what? Follow me. If, you, if, you, if after today, just watch as you read the gospels. That's what he keeps saying. When the rich young ruler came and said, what must I do that I might what, inherit eternal life? What did he say to him? Conclusion. You know, we are, we are, so, uh, we are so captured with go sell all that you have and give to the poor. But all that go sell all that you have and give to the poor was not the message. The message was follow me. But because all that you have will be a distraction, that's why I said to him, go sell all that you have. So what it means, sirs and mass, those who are listening to me now, don't be afraid to commit to Christ. If whatever you have will enable you, he won't ask you to drop it. Because his goal is that you follow him. Praise the Lord. He's not worried about what you have. If you can carry it and follow him. That's why David. You look at the life of the man David. David is a man that. If you want to really envy somebody. As a spiritual person. Envy David. David was a guy. In the sense of guy. David could sing. A, a alto. Is it alto alto? Soprano. Lead. He could play the instruments. And then when it comes to fighting, his uh, special forces. Do you understand? When it comes to lo- every area, and God had no problem with it. You know why? Because with all of that, David will follow him. He didn't remove some. Is someone hearing me? He didn't remove some. With all that David was, he still had the testimony, a man Afterward, God's heart. So the problem is when things take us away from God. It's not the prosperity that is a problem. It's not the beauty. It's not you know the attractiveness. It's not the whatever the success of your business. No, it's when those things become an issue. Then Jesus, who has said you must seek first the kingdom, once he's no longer first, that's where the problem is. 
But as long as you can keep him as first, which is a difficult thing to do, but as long as you can keep him as first, he doesn't mind all those things. So to that rich young ruler, the message was what? Follow me. You want eternal life? Follow me. You can't get it going somewhere and doing something. And it's the same for us. So if, if you look out there, he keeps saying, everybody, I could give you instances, Ma- Matthew 4, 19. The same thing, follow me. After Peter had caught the fish and all of that, what did Jesus say to him? Follow me. That is the message. So you can actually take asking somebody, are you born again, to the next level. And ask the person, are you following him? Because just like we've established now, that born again confuses a lot of people because somebody can answer an altar call 20 years ago and then go and now answer Oboni call. Answer um, uh, 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 um, corruption call. Answer all kinds of call. And then when you ask the person, I'm born again, what would the person say? I'm born again. When? You know, that's the question we ask. Okay, so you're born again. When? The person will call a date. Okay? But Jesus never left it there. After the being born again, the next thing is what? Follow me. Because you see, the gate of heaven is not going to open twice. That's what the parable of the ten virgins taught us. Once that gate is opened and closed, they don't knock. There is no second batch. Praise the Lord. There is no second batch. Once it is closed, the rest of the people, what's the answer? He said, I never knew you. So follow me. Are you following? Maybe a better question. Or rather, maybe after the person says, I'm born again, then you ask the person, are you following? Because that's what our Lord Jesus taught us here. He kept saying to them, follow me, follow me. Why? He knew to Levi, Mark 2.14. Follow me, follow me, follow me. Why? Because until we, we established a few weeks ago also, that the intent of God, the purpose of God, before, from before creation, is that we all might be what? Conformed to the image of Christ. That's it. God didn't create the world and put gold under to put gold in your pocket. Hallelujah. No, that's not. He, his, in, his will is not to make you rich. Mm-mm. What he intended from before the foundations of the is that he's going to create a people who are not God. Jesus is God. And then through Christ, these persons will come to the image of his son. So that through this one son, he can bring what? Many men as human beings. Into the glory, into the divine nature. That's his goal. So all the silver, every other thing happening in the world is to help that process. Praise the Lord. That's that's what it's all about. Now, with that understanding, you begin to see why it is primary. It is essential that we master this following him. Because it's something that we've not really given attention to. In, 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 in Matthew 11, verse 29 and 30, our Lord Jesus put it this way. He said, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. He said, for I am what? Gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Verse 30 says, for my yoke is easy and my what? Burden is light. He said, there, there, there is something you need to get. And you don't, I, I can't throw it to you. If you're going to wear my yoke, it means we're attached together. It means where I am, you are. Praise the Lord. It means where I'm not, you are not. 
Okay? So he says to them, take my yoke. If you also have time, maybe we can look at 26, verse 26 of that, Matthew 11. The, the first statement there is, is very interesting. Where he began to answer them, to give them this answer. 26, just go back. God had done something. And this was our Lord Jesus' response. He said, even so, Father. Look at this statement. He said, for what? For so it seemed what? Good in your sight. Now, the previous verse says, for you have hidden this thing from the wise and prudent and have revealed it to babes. Let, let me tell you what he was trying to teach us here. Jesus and the Father are one. Okay? Jesus is God. God the Son. God the Father. So, in this situation, some things happen, and our Lord Jesus Christ just stepped back and said, Oh, Father, I thank you for you have hidden these things from the wise and prudent, and have revealed them to babes. And then he went back again and now said, Daddy, you just did what you wanted to do. And it was okay with him. Part of learning Christ is what, when whatever the Father does, is okay with you. That's where many of us haven't gotten to. And we are approaching Christmas. I'd always wondered, this goat, you know they must drag you to where they're going. Why are you struggling? Do you understand? At the end of the day, the Father's will will be done. No? So why do we fight it? Why don't we just delight in it and enjoy the process? <laughs> Praise the Lord. You know, at, at lunch hour where, where Max was saying about the movement of his house. How he didn't resist it. We only need to resist the devil. We don't resist the father's will. So he says, tarry. I tarry with joy. They took Paul and Silas, put them in prison. And they asked themselves, where did we miss it? Did we disobey? Did we commit adultery? Did we blaspheme? We are preaching the gospel. While they were in prison, they continued praising God. Even so what? It seemed good to the Father. Can you give us ear review of that particular verse, 26? Ear review of 26. Thank you. It says, yes, Father, you did this because what? It is what you really wanted to do. When you begin to learn Christ, you begin to love what the Father wants to do. That's what we're saying. It's a level of Christianity that will take stress away out of your life. You know, when, when we come into Christianity at the base level, which is understandable, praise the Lord. Okay, maybe I'll I try and, and I, uh, uh, explain this to us now. When a baby, you're a mother, when a baby is in the womb of a woman, okay, in, inside the womb, that baby is the most selfish thing on earth. If you're starving, the baby will not share food with you. The baby will take the last nutrient in that body to survive now as that baby is born that selfishness begins to adjust a bit when the baby is born when the baby wants to wee it doesn't matter whether it's on your uh, eleganza lace it doesn't matter whether you have uh, the president visiting the baby will just wee when we had our son he weed on the mommy's stomach inside they don't care because it's their world that's the way it is with baby Christians. When you become a baby Christian, the only scripture you know is you collect it, you collect it, you collect it. After some time, you now have younger ones. And they'll now tell you, Jimmy, please give me that biscuit. 
and they take it and give to, to Johnny, who is younger than you. And then you're kicking and crying. Your mother will ignore you. Then you begin to know that this world is not your own alone. <laughs> it's not all about you. So in, that's how it is in the natural. As the baby grows, the selfishness is weaned out. Now there's an age you get to. Now, as you begin to get to a particular age, now that same baby, every decision you make will cease to be about yourself. Some of us are already getting there. If you started paying school fees, it's not now the car you want. Even renting house, I was discussing with someone the other day. Even the house where you live, you're thinking which one is closer to the school. Do you understand? Now, what has happened is this. You're coming to see your purpose better. But before, you thought everything was about you. So, you, you, you slept, and when you woke up, and your mom is sleeping, yeah, yeah, why are you people sleeping? I'm awake. The baby will wake everybody. Because they think the world was what revolves around them. That's how it is with some of us in our Christian work. So, as you grow in Christianity, you begin to see that there was a plan before you came in. And when you now mature, this I think maybe I started with it. When you now get to, towards the end, you begin to see that the father, that some people are running this race, and they just pass the baton over to you. And that you're to do your bit and do what? And move on. And you know, like I've said it here, many times we are so consumed with the, 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 the largeness of the time that we live in. And forget that there is a story being told. One of the things I can bet you, you know, I was reading about Paul recently, not Paul, I was reading somewhere, where Paul was telling the people, yes, you people say that my appearance is weak and lowly, and that my words are, you know, stuttering and all of that, and then when I write letters, I write boldly as if I'm powerful. It means then, brothers and sisters, that this Paul that we call mighty apostle now, in his time, he was not mighty. <laughs> What is mighty to us is his letters. If you are in his time and they call Paul as a guest minister. Nah, come. We now bring to you the great apostle Paul. And he comes here and starts stammering. I, 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 I come to t- t- tell you people that, that, that Jesus appeared to me. Some people will just fall asleep and say, is this him? But because we didn't see him. God bless you, my brother. Because we didn't see him. Paul was struggling, trying to defend his apostleship. I'm an apostle called by Jesus himself. Why is that? Did Peter say that? But now, Paul is the mighty apostle to us because he has finished his time. In his time, he didn't have that privilege. Everywhere he went, he had to be explaining himself. Explaining. Okay? Now, when you understand that this is a long walk God is in, it will help you to be faithful. I'm sharing this because God wants to use many of you here. And so you won't be distracted. Some of us might just be to raise that child in an atmosphere of, you know, purity. And your contribution to the divine agenda is that you raise the child who God will use. And to you, you might appear to your generation as a failure. But the records will record that this child, because of what you did, this child could fit into the program of God. You may not be a billionaire, 
But in a generation where everybody wants to be a billionaire, who will now raise that child? You know, that's part of the problem we have in our country now. The, 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 the thing that is killing Nigeria is that there is only one industry prospering in Nigeria. It's the industry of being, becoming rich. Nobody is honored for being a good teacher. Nobody is honored for being a good administrator. Nobody is honored for doing anything well. Not a good lawyer, not a good doctor, nothing. The only thing that gets honor is multitude of money. That's, that's the destruction of this country. And I keep saying it, and the problem is that he has come to the church. And he has come to our value system. So we value things based on how much and how many. The only people that should see better and weigh a man, not based on how much or how many, but based on what he's standing for. Listen to me. No matter how rich a country a people are, if we miss these values, good nursery teachers, you know, dedicated primary school teachers, dedicated nurses, uh, dedicated engineers, most of us who drive cars, we know what we are suffering. suffering. No matter how good your car is, once it comes in here, three mechanic visits, the car will bend head like this. <laughs> it's as simple as that. We have lost value for any other thing. Okay? So, so Jesus, Jesus says, take my yoke upon you. Come and learn of me after you have been born again. The, the real deal is that you now learn Christ. You now become an introduction to the world of who Christ is. That's why we are called Christians. Praise the Lord, somebody. That's why we are called Christians. So it says, follow. Follow me. We said what follow meant on, on Sunday. It means to imitate. It means to copy. It means to pursue. It means to chase. It means to accompany. We're going to get there. To accompany. Another one I like that, that I saw. It means to trace. How many of us did tracing when we were in primary school? It means to trace. So you keep the life of Jesus. And then you're tracing it. You're using your life to trace it. So that when you take off the original. You can see in yourself and see what? Jesus. That's what it is. That's what he called us to. And he, he, he said that in so many ways. In John 20, 21, he said, as the Father has sent me, also what? I send you. I said the same mission. The same mission. One of my favorite, you know, passages or quotes from our Lord Jesus Christ is that my kingdom is not of this world. A lot of people will disagree with that, but well, I'm following Jesus. I don't know who you're following. He said, as the Father has what? So it means that in this world, I may not appear to be getting it. But in the kingdom where I come from, they know what is going on. Pilate said to him, don't you know I'm in power here? I have power to what? To free you or to send you to crucifixion. Jesus didn't say, power, past power. He didn't answer him like that. He said, don't bother about that. That's not the issue here. It's the one who delivered me to you that even has the greater sin. But just for your information, my kingdom is not of this world. For if it were so, I would have asked the Father for just one, you know, one recruit legion of angels. And this whole thing will be over. So, so it says, as the Father, what it means, sister, 
brothers, brethren, is that situations will be in your life where you, like our Lord Jesus Christ, will only look to the confirmation of the kingdom you belong to. Is someone hearing me? The Bible says of John the Baptist, it said he shall be what? Great, where? In Abuja? Great in the sight of the Lord. And long after, they gave testimony of John the Baptist and said, this man, you know, we read the Bible, but we don't read the lines. This man walked no miracles, but everything he said about Jesus is true. What is that saying? You can walk a miracle. In the Old Testament, they said, how do you know a false prophet? He said, if any man, no matter the miracle he walks, if he tells you to turn to another God, no, he's a false prophet. But now, miracle is more of a confirmation. Of who is genuine. But the Bible is clear. He said if that prophet prophesies something and it comes to pass. Well, he may be a prophet. But if he prophesies and it actually comes to pass. But he says to you, follow me to another God. He says stone him as well. So they said John the Baptist, he walked no miracles. But everything he said. What it means is that the purpose of miracles is to point to Jesus. So if this man without a miracle pointed so accurately to Jesus, then the master himself gave him this call card. Of all that were born of women, there is none as great as him. That's the Bible. So people make goal of walking miracles. But in the midst of the walking miracles, they're leading people away. Praise the Lord. So he says, as the Father has sent me, I also send you. The, the other one, is, he said, another, one he, the, another way he put it, John 15, 20. Let, let's read this one. This, this will also help us. In John 15, verse 20, he, he put it this way. We're talking of learning him. He said, a servant is not greater than his master. Okay? If they persecuted me, they will also what? If they kept my word, they will also what? I think this might sound like um, the, the, the thing every parent knows. You get frustrated. Why is this boy not taking my word? Eh? Back, reverse more. Why were you not taking your father's word? <laughs> eh? Jesus said, he said, a servant is what? Not great. If they persecuted me, your master, you want to be arriving with a red carpet welcome. He said, they will also persecute you. So be taken for granted. If when I preach, they did not hear. Do you know how many times he would teach them things? The greatest amongst you is the one who serves. The greatest among you is the one who serves. You people must not be like the people of this world. The Gentiles, the great amongst them, Lord it over. In this kingdom, he will turn. They are arguing. He listens in. What are they arguing about? He says, who is the greatest amongst us? They know they hear. They didn't hear Jesus. Eh? They knew when you say one, you'll be worrying that they didn't hear you. Eh? So you are now greater than Jesus. That, that's what part of learning of him. You know what? Because those are the things that frustrate us. Those are the things that make us change. Those are the things that bring disorientation. You're wondering, what will I do? What will I do? Check what did Jesus do? What was the response? 
Now, we, we, we can take it further now. So, if, if, if taken from that statement here, what I put here, I say, if they falsely accused me, did they falsely accuse Jesus? Are you sure they did? So, why are you surprised that when they falsely accuse you? Why is it a big deal? Are you a bigger, bigger person than Jesus? Eh? If they, if they betrayed Jesus, did they betray Jesus? So, why is it a big deal if they betray you? You see, the, 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 the extent, that's why it says, my yoke is easier, my body is not. The extent of our pain is to the, the, is to the proportion, thank you. It's to the proportion to which we have not learned him. Because when you learn him, a lot of the things that are causing you pain won't cause you pain. Because once the thing happens, you put Jesus by the side, you will laugh. But the reason you say, can you imagine what they said? Can you imagine? It's because you, you've forgotten what they said about your master. And the thing is this. What they said about you may not be 100% true, but it might be 70% true. It's not totally true. Eh? But what they said about your master is 100% false. Do you understand? And he did not revile in return. But you, because your own, you, even in your heart, you know if they knew all things, you might even be faulted in that matter. Then you're very angry. You're boiling. It's because we have not. It's learn of me. Take my yoke. It's the same thing when we talk about forgiveness. Okay? It says, forgive as God in what? Christ forgave you. So, how did Christ forgive you, sir? How did Christ forgive you? Did you repent before? He forgave you before. And even while you're still sinning, he's still making intercessions. Peter was there boasting. If everyone turns back, Jesus was praying for him. Now, daddy, you know these people. They know they're here. Have mercy on Peter. He's going to fall in. Peter was in front of him boasting. He was praying for him. That's how we were forgiving him. Do you understand? Now, what does he say to you and I? He said, the same way what? Forgive. That's learning of him. That's learning of him. You have not so learned Christ. And, and as you listen to this, you realize that this is what makes the Christian beautiful. This thing we're learning is like a fragrance. It, it makes somebody's life, you know, so attractive. You, you, just, you just become godly, God present in an environment. You know, you, you're, you're just looking at this person and you say, yeah, there's just something different. There's just something different. So, so, we are called, the Christian is called to separate and then to follow. The Bible says many are called, but few are what? Would you know why few are chosen? Because few follow, few are separated. We don't separate, we don't follow. But the call is there. But we're not separating, we're not following, we're not learning of him. We're not pressing in. The Apostle Paul says, I forget the things which are behind. And I'm pressing forward. Where am I pressing to? To the mark of the high call. What is the high call? In Christ Jesus. That's what it's about. Christianity is about learning Christ. Praise the Lord. So like we established on Sunday, one of the challenges with following, which we dealt with on Sunday. How many of us remember? What's the main challenge with following? Anyone who was in church Sunday? What's the main challenge? We say following should be easy. If not for crowd, crowd. We said naturally we will follow the crowd. That's what makes following difficult. Because it's easier as human beings. We are social beings. 
We are pack animals. Okay? You know what pack animals are now? Animals are moving ahead. We are pack animals. So where there are more, we tend to go. That's the problem with our, our, you know, following. So we tend to follow the crowd. But our Lord Jesus dealt with that when he said to us, the road is what? Broad. And the gate is wide that leads to destruction. And there have been many. So he's telling us already that anywhere you see the multitude pressing through, he said that road doesn't lead to life. Okay? That's um, Matthew 7. Okay, we're already there. That, so we established that. Where the multitude is going, that crowd that are natural, you know, natural dis, uh, 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 um, what's it? dispensation is to go, is most likely not the way. So he advises her, he says, enter by the narrow, the gate that is straight. He said, there will be few that would find it. That's what makes following difficult. Because many are on the wrong places. Okay? Uh, um, at the children's church, ambassador's class, I saw something they wrote on the screen. I'd never even seen it. I left school almost uh, 30 something years ago. And they put on the screen, you know, from first class, grade point five point zero to. 4.5, first class. Second class, upper. From 4 to whatever. Second class, lower. From uh, 3 point something to this. Um, third class, this to this. Pass from 1 to this. Prof, I don't know if they're right, if they are you. Then there's one they said, um, what's that one? Certificate of attendance. <laughs> uh, maybe 0 to 0.5. I've never heard of it before. Raj, where did you get that one from? Okay, that one is certificate of attendance. Now, that scale, what I'm trying to say, if you look at that scale, you see that top first class one? There'll be few that find it. That's all I'm trying to say. There'll be few. You don't see many people there. That's life. Do you understand? That's life. Following would have been easy. If not that the natural dispensation is to go with the crowd. They call it mean, average, median, all of that. It's not the right thing. It's not. Okay? So our Lord Jesus has given us the expo. That this thing, if you see so many people, just like where we are now. You know, we're talking about, you know, uh, 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 um, young people who are not waiting for God for marriage that are going to get pregnant and all of And people are saying it's becoming popular. Popular has never defined where God stands. Popular is always where the devil is. Praise the Lord. Okay, so that's the number one challenging crowd. The second challenge in, in, sorry, in following is crowd. But we are learning the secret now, isn't it? So it should be easy for us. I, I wish we, we, you know, we are much younger, but we have children, we train them. If you get into a school now, any child that gets into the school that wants to belong to the happening group cannot make first class. That's the number, that's where they begin to fail. You just see it, you see these people, they're always five, they're giggling and talking, they're failing. <laughs> Leave them. If you want to see the, <laughs> oh no, <laughs> I wish I were younger. Yes, you see the one because they're thinking what they thought. He hasn't fully understood it, he's going like this. But human beings, we don't want to identify with that one, isn't it? Okay, so, so. So, challenge of following crowd. The second challenge of following, which is the one we want to deal with today, is focus. Let me say focus. Focus. Hebrews 12, 2. One of the places the Bible told us expressly that we should copy. 
It says, looking unto Jesus. Looking unto Jesus, the author and what? The finisher of our faith. Who for the joy that was what? Set before him. Set before him. Endured the cross. Sars and mas, brothers and sisters, do you have a joy that is set before you? Every born again Christian must set that day when he will see Jesus before him. If you don't have that set before you, it's going to be a struggle. Because there will be things to endure that might not be easy to endure if you're not having that set before you. Praise the Lord. There will be shame. See, despising the shame. If you can't have that set, focus. This is what I'm in this thing for. So, like the songwriter says, if no one joins me, still I will follow. If I die a pauper, still I will follow. If nobody ever knows my name, still I, if you don't allow me to graduate, you know, the lecturer is pressurizing for sex for marriage. So if you don't allow me to graduate, still I will follow. Anybody that doesn't have that is going to be very difficult. And that's what our Lord Jesus was saying to us, you know. In Luke 9, 51, saying the same thing. The Bible says, Luke 9, 51. It says, now it came to pass when the time had come for him to be received up, that he steadfastly set his face to go to where? Jerusalem. Focus. Focus. You know, when, when the Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and these other things shall be added. The other things are not bad. Praise the Lord. They are not bad. Just like, you know, we say here, you know, um, a good job, a good life, marriage, all of that, children and all. That, they're not bad. The only challenge we, why our Lord said that to us is this. If we take our gaze off the kingdom, those things can lead us away. The only safety net is that the kingdom is one. And then the others can be second, third, fourth and fifth. But if you make the mistake of putting any before the kingdom, you know why that is so clear? Listen, the, the enemy you and I have, what did he do? You have to be thinking, you know, uh, uh, holistically. Put the whole scene together. Step out of the world and look at what is happening in the world. We have a, someone who is the devil. Why is he the devil? He did not commit adultery. He just said, I will. Ascend. He just thought in his heart. And for that he became the devil. Now the Bible said to us. He said what to the inhabitants of the earth. He <laughs> said for the devil as what. Come down to you. Having great what. Great party. Great comedy. Great guinea. Uh-huh. He's not joking. What it means. Listen. So, somebody that said. He, he was so mad. He's so madly angry. That he dared to tempt Jesus. It's like somebody going to Buhari say, can I bribe you? John, he, he, he's, that's how raging mad he is. So any inch he gets. You see, people don't understand this thing. So sometimes, you know, people who are close to you, who know you and you're taking a decision, might think your own is extreme. If you know how extreme the devil is, you'll get more extreme. 
He said, for the devil has come down to you having great wrath. He's angry. He's mad. So if it's a little thing. That's why he will search everywhere. He will search in your mind. He will search in your body. Some people are sick. And the only reason why the, the enemy is making sure they're sick. Is because they feel that if this sickness continues. This man will go to Babalawo. Or go to where he shouldn't go to. And isn't that working? A lot of people go to places where they know they shouldn't go to. Because they're looking for healing. A lot of people go to places where they. Because they're looking for. He, the devil knows. He wants to push. So until a man gets his focus right. Ah. This wicked enemy. Praise the Lord. Let me help you to understand focus. How many of us have been to Houston? Many years ago, at the time when we started going to the U.S. newly. We visited Houston and I have this, um, you know, like an uncle, you know, family friend uncle. Who was, had something to do. And he said, okay, get into the car. So I got into the car. He got into another one. He said, drive behind me. We're going somewhere. I thought we were going from, uh, from next to, to, to the father's church. Now, now what? We got on this road. I saw somewhere looking like that uh, spaghetti junction. How many of us know spaghetti junction in here? No, no. At that time, eh, if you see my eyes, eh. It doubled. Because if I miss his still light, his deportation, I wouldn't even know where to turn. The way I followed him, do you understand? I, I know how the roads are, you know, almost 10 lanes and all of that. And he's done. I don't know what was going on in his head, whether they sent him or not. I don't know. But the, the Lord reminded me, the way I followed him, I'm not sure I blinked. Because if I miss his back, I'm lost. I'm, I'm finished. Do you understand? That's how I followed. When we got to where we're going, this is how I was panting. You think that this man had run 10 kilometers. I was panting because ah, I made it. Ah, I made it. That is what it means to be focused. I, you know, I told you here, I've told you here that when I go to America, my sightseeing, I don't even need to, just on the road. I'm just, you, you see all, type, all types of cars. So I like looking around. And just saying, I did not see whether my, my mother was on the left, my uncle was on the right. I didn't see anything. I was just following the man like this. Just following him. Because if I miss him, I'm, I'm lost. That's what it means to follow Jesus. Do you understand? That is a kind of focus. Because any deviation, any deviation, the enemy just cuts in. That's it. That's it. Now, Child of God, when you keep that type of gaze, you begin to see that this thing is a bit easy. Why would I say so? In Acts 7.55, they were stoning a man named Stephen. And they gave us a secret. They said he set his gaze. He set his gaze. He set his gaze. As the choir was singing to the beautiful songs on Jesus. And I was now saying to myself. If I can have that song in my consciousness. I'm telling you there is nothing I won't do for Jesus. The reason is that oftentimes he's taking off of our focus. So sometimes you see pastor. Sometimes you see mommy chi. Sometimes you see HOD. Sometimes you see church. 
I beg now. Ah, enough. Ah, let me kill Jesus. You see, you, 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 all kinds of things will be coming to your mind. You know, but if we can see him constantly, there's nothing. There's nothing. They were stoning Stephen. It's because of what he saw that he didn't call vengeance. Because as he saw him standing, beautiful, he also remembered that when he also was being what? Crucified. He didn't call vengeance. So he learned of him. He learned of him. So when I'm provoked and I'm not seeing him, that's when I will curse. But if I see him, I will bless. Paul himself says, I determine not to know anything amongst you except what? Christ and him crucified. His gaze, his focus. Praise the Lord. His focus. This is what makes the Christian solid. This is what helps you fulfill purpose. This is what helps you, you know, pierce through. Let, let, let me tell you, you know, for somebody that this might help. You know, uh, um, every marriage goes through seasons, you know. You get me, especially for those who are newly married. There are seasons where there are disagreements. Two of you are still trying to get to know each other and all of that. Early in my marriage, you know, those days, we have problem, problems. You know how it is a human being. The time you quarrel with your wife is when you start seeing attractive, beautiful ladies. I laughed. I said to the devil, I will castrate myself. It was not an option. Do you understand what I'm saying? I was ready. If the thing got so serious, I'll just go to the hospital one day. Maybe veterinary doctor. I think those ones do it better. <laughs> I'm telling you what, what you know, listen, the, you people don't understand. Some of you, this thing, the devil is your, is, uh, in, is in APC, you're in PDP. It's not like that. It's not like that. I know where I'm coming from. Do you understand? So that I, I, it's not about her. So we will quarrel then. I'll just be noticing. I said, listen. I don't know whether I was the devil or myself. I, I said, castration. Is <laughs> not, not, not to be considered. Do you understand? Why? Because there is a battle. There's a battle. It's the same thing I've said concerning prosperity and all of that i'm ready to live anyhow provided i don't miss him do you understand many of us will come many temptations will come many doors will open but when you look through those doors you see that the vision of jesus is getting blurry but it's going to look good i i think part of what i dealt with on sunday is friends and associations i'm not a loner I'm a people person. Do you understand? But since I got married to Jesus, hey, there is no association, there is no group that can make me reduce my gaze on him. This, this thing does not start, it doesn't capture you. It seeps in. And your standards begin to change. Your talk begins to change. The things you would have said, ah, no, impossible. You start saying, well, you have to be accommodating. Eh? You have to be understanding. You know, it just keeps changing. What is happening is that living is coming in. 
Because you're beginning to value something. Let, let, let me show you a scripture. Let me show you a scripture. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm talking of learning Christ there. That's all I'm talking about. Praise the Lord. In John 5, John chapter 5, verse 44. Our Lord Jesus made a statement. The New King James Version put it this way. The first line. Just read that first line. How can you believe? Now, this is the creator of the world saying this. How can you believe? Just leave, leave the rest. How can you believe? It means this is an obstacle to believing. Isn't it? How can you believe? Now, what did he say? Read the other rest of it for me. Who do what? Who receive honor from one another? Wait, wait. So, how can receiving honor from one another be such a big problem? Barrister, help me. Does it, is it that weighty to, 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 up, up, uh, uh, um, to get in again? To uproot believing. He said, how can you believe? That is Jesus. Who received honor? Which means when you finish, they, they hit you. Oh boy, well done. Hey, well done. Well done. And then you just move like this. I do well. You can't hear Jesus again telling you. That's not what I told you. That's not what I told you. Very simple. He said, and do not seek the honor that does what? Comes from the only God. This is a safeguard. This one, a lot of people have missed from this one. A multitude. I'm not talking of unbelievers now. No. I'm talking of those who are already born again. People have missed here. Because the honor. You know we are human beings. Listen, idolatry is in our veins. That's why... You know, a a, a musician will be singing. People will be fainting. Idolatry is in our face. It doesn't stop. When you now come to church, Abba, there's a way the pastor will be behaving. You know, know there are pastors that can package themselves. They don't do some of these things. They check, they have video in front, checking how they appear. You know, you know what? So, there's a way you can package yourself. The people who are listening to you, they begin to idolize you. And then even when you do something, they say, he's our daddy, he's our daddy. We love him. Anyhow, we love him. Bless you, sir, man of God. All of that. When that begins to happen and you eat into it, you will no longer hear. The Bible says, I see me saying the Bible, sorry. Our people say the dog that wants to die, he doesn't hear the call of the master again. At that time, what Jesus is saying, don't hear again, the people are with you. Saul's coronavirus will infect you. The people. The people. And then, to make matters worse, they can be coming from Greece, from South Africa, from different places. Your, your popularity is increasing. It, it, do, ah, Holy Spirit, God loves you. Say God loves me. God loves you people for the things he's teaching you. Popularity. Do you know who controls Popularity. Let me tell you the name of the prince of the power of what? Prince of the power of what? Eh. So the thing is just, it begins to just rage everywhere, everywhere. But if you miss, now it doesn't mean that everything that is popular is wrong. 
But most things are poured onto popularity without sensitivity to what God is saying. And if the person involved has shifted, that's it. That's why you see some people, after some time, the midst of their prosperity, they'll come and tell you, I'm not doing that thing again. No. I'm not doing it again. No. I used to. They didn't stop because it was no longer popular. They stopped because all of a sudden, they heard the master's voice. And realized that, ah, even though everybody's thinking this is great, the master, I've checked him. You know, he said, follow me. Learn of me. I was saying, learn of me. So, th- these are the things that help you. So, in your office, as a businessman, as, you know, as a career person, you, you're not checking. It's not the honor from everybody. It's the honor that comes from him. And when you get to that point, let me tell you, you have to believe God. You know why? Only he can help you. That's where actual believing comes up. Because if he doesn't help you, then you're finished. Because the people also are not helping you. They're looking, they're waiting for you to fail. So the only ground you're standing on is Jesus. You get what I'm saying? So, so th- th- these are the things. And this he's saying to us, he's not saying it to teach us. That's what makes what we're learning. Now. Jesus is not teaching us. This is him. Remember they said to him, Let's make you king. What is remaining? The, at the height of his popularity, you know what the Bible says? He said he will pass through them. They can't see him again. Because he knew the agenda the Father sent him to accomplish. Why did they say crucify him, crucify him? Because he was delaying in overthrowing the Roman kingdom. With the kind of authority he carried, he should have restored the kingdom of David. But he wasn't willing to do that. So that's why they got, you know, what's this man doing? Uh, we're tired of this bread, give us bread. And then the Romans will come and exact tax from us. If you're not doing this thing, let's, you know, push him to the limit. If he for one moment considered the people, he would have lost track. We will not lose track in Jesus' name. One more angle to following him. And then, you know, one more angle, just... Bear with me, please. This one is for somebody, you know, for any one of us, not for somebody, for every one of us. In the life of Jesus, we have his birth. We have the time he lived where the Bible says he was subject to his father and mother, right? Then we have his coming into ministry, okay? We have the baptism where the father announced, this is my beloved son in whom I'm what? Well, please. And then after that, we saw the him being driven, you know, by the spirit to the wilderness to be tempted. And after that, we saw him walking in signs and wonders. Okay. After that, we saw as the betrayer and all of that. Now, following Jesus means that if in your life, any situation you find yourself in, can you please go and look at the whole story of Jesus? If there is anything in your life that you can't find in any of his stages, then you have a problem. But if you can, then you don't have a problem. Let me break it down. Jesus lived about 33 and a half years. Okay? From what we have on record. 30 years of his life, he was not a superstar. 
as we celebrate him now, for 30 years, people actually ignored him. Do you get what I'm saying? People actually gave him carpentry work to do. And then maybe complained, you know, maybe just not to pay the full money. Do you understand? So, there will be seasons in your life where you look like, eh? Why they even born me? Do you understand? There will be seasons where validity will be a problem. He's your father. Eh? Some of us there who work with Oyibo, you'll speak, they'll look at you, black man. By the time they just look at you, you've heard what they said, but they didn't say it out. You'll you, you find yourself in situations, but if you're following him, you will go to the life of Jesus and put your life and say, okay, this is where I am in his life. Okay? And then there'll be seasons when you, you think there's nothing. Just this whole season, this 30 years season. When the father spoke, what did he say? He said, this is my beloved son. In whom what? He didn't say this is my dry, boring son. He had not worked a miracle. Because the father knows the call he put on your life. He knows the path that you're to take. As long as you're following that path, he's pleased with you. Men may be looking for display, but he's looking for surrender. Is someone getting me? So it might be seasons and people are just saying, ah, this is what I'm doing. This is what God is doing with me. And then you're wondering, what is God doing with you? God is not doing with you, but he's doing in you. And he's pleased with you. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, all those seasons are there. Then the, 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 the time comes, the moment he now says, this is my beloved son, in whom I will please. You want to cross leg and print, print card. I am the beloved son of the Lord. That's when temptation will come. They start coming east, west, north. You also go to his life. This following him. Praise the Lord. You go to his life and say, okay. Ah, after the father approved him, this is what happened. You also, you know, learn of him there. And, and that's how we live life as Christians. Any Christian, you must find yourself in his story. Find yourself in his journey. Find yourself in his experiences. That's why I said, come. The first time uh, uh, John and the rest, he said, they said, Master, where do you? He said, come and stay with me. His desire is that we just know him. Stay with him. Is someone getting so with that? Let me tell you what that does for you. With that, the devil has nothing on you. Because one of the things the enemy uses to get us down is when he tells you that your experience is peculiar. Jesus did not want to lose John the Baptist. He was the one person in his family, in his neighborhood, in his community who knew him as the Son of God. John the Baptist was murdered. You've lost someone close to you. Go to Jesus. When Jesus was told that John the Baptist has been murdered, what did he do? He withdrew. Say, Father, help me, strengthen me. You know, this is the only one. He lost him. So you, you ask yourself, this is my experience. Has nobody ever seen it? If you don't find it in Jesus' life, me and you will, will just, I will join you to, to, to suffer it. But if it's, you can find it 
in him. There is one I want to show you, which is where I will pray. It's a bit long. I'll I'll try and read it. Matthew 27. (laughs) Matthew 27. Learning of him. You know, this, this makes Christianity sweet. I'm telling you. Matthew 27 verse 21. It says, the governor answered and said to them, which of the two do you want me to release to you? And they said who? Look who. Hey. I mean, oh Lord. Somebody here is feeling, I, I, I feel rejected. Rejected from who? They, they cho- between two ladies, they chose one. Eh? Between two companies, they chose one. Between two men, they chose whatever. Barabbas is somebody convicted for insurrection. Mother. All kinds of crimes. And they kept Barabbas and Jesus. And asked the people he worked miracles for. Which of these two should I free? All of them. Unanimously. Say free Barabbas. And then I will feel rejected. Identification with Jesus. And they free Barabbas. They freed Barabbas and held Jesus as a criminal. Handed him over to the soldiers. The soldiers, as far as they're concerned, this is a worse criminal than Barabbas. And that's how they began to beat him. To spit on him. To do all of that. You know, because of our time. Let's just come down to the end. When you go home, you can read the rest of the story. Verse 39. Because of our time. Just to give us an idea. What the Holy Spirit wants us to learn. From verse 39 it says. And those who passed by. Blasphemed him. Wagging their heads. And saying. You who destroyed the temple. And built it in three days. Save yourself. If you are the son of God. Come down from the cross. Likewise the chief priest. Also mocking with the scribes and elders said. He saved others. He himself he cannot save. If he is the king of Israel. Let him now come down from the cross and we'll believe him. Look at what is going on here. Unanimously, everybody, the scribes, the Pharisees, the, 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 the commoners, everybody. And yet, he knew who he was. He was not wrong. He had done no evil. No guile was in him. And he stood there and they were saying all of this. Learn of me. That's what he's saying to you. Learn of me. Let me read the last part and we'll pray. Learn of me. Learn of me. Verse 43 is where I want to stop. And this is the one that hits. I don't know about you, but this is the one that hits. He said, he trusted in God. Let him what? Deliver him now. This is where, you know, our Lord Jesus quoted this. My God, my God. David also quoted it. This is where the believer doesn't understand. Lord, you know I put my trust in you. Lord, you know I boasted in you. Lord, you know. And it's as though the thing is breaking, scattering right before you. But we know his story. Praise the Lord. That the God... Who did not instantly abort the process. 
had a plan. It was the resurrection plan. Let's rise on our feet. For our God will save us. He will surely save us. There is a plan. There is a plan. This evening I've come to tell somebody, behold he comes. Behold he comes. Behold your God comes. Behold the deliverer is coming. Behold the fulfiller of the vision comes. Behold the one who began the good work in you comes. Behold the one who never fails comes. Behold the one who is Alpha and Omega comes. He said he trusted in God. Let him deliver him now. Let us see. Let him come down now. And Jesus was there. It's after that point that he began to cry, say, Father. And then he gave up his ghost. But that was not where the story ended. Because on the third day, the father showed up. Marvelously. He brought him forth. He rose up in style. He rose up in dignity. And that is the story of the believer. We are more than conquerors. Through him that loved us. And gave himself for us. We always win. In Christ we win. When the story is concluded. We win. I want somebody to begin to thank him. To begin to thank him. To begin to thank him. Truly my life is hid in you. My life is hid in you. What an honor. What a privilege. What a blessedness. To be called you. I am yours Lord. I am yours Lord. I will follow through. I'm learning of you. Let it be to me as it was with my master. You never failed. You never failed. You never failed. They said he trusted. I am saying I trust. Even now I trust. Lord help me. The psalmist said I know. But they, sorry uh, 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 Paul said. I know whom I have believed. I know whom I have believed. Jesus knew. They were saying put the father to the test. You don't test what you know. Jesus knew the father. He and the father are one. He knew the father. They said the father should act now. Or else he has failed you. Tonight somebody is saying I know whom I have believed. And I'm not testing. I am persuaded. That what I have committed into his hands. He is faithful. <laughs> he is more than faithful. I, I just needed to enter into that place. Of peace. We began to say I'm married. I'm, I'm, I'm entering into the embrace of my lover. He loves me. He chose me. And I'm going forward to him. I am falling in love with him. I am declaring my my, 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 my love for him as well I am pushing on Jesus I love you Jesus I give my life to you Jesus I surrender all to you you are my Lord you are my Savior you are worthy of my worship you are worthy of my devotion I will trust in you. I will trust in you. Yes, yes, yes. I know whom. I know whom. On Sunday we pray for staying power. 
Tonight we are still praying the grace to stand knowing whom we have believed. I may not be able to explain the process. Brother, I can't explain to you why. I can't explain to you the details. But I'm saying he never fails. This deliverer never fails. He's never late. He has been checked time and time and time again. He's a dependable God. He's a reliable God. He's a never failing God. He's a God who is faithful to the end. Has he not said it? I will not leave you. Never will I forsake you. He is our God. He is the lover, the champion, the captain of our salvation. Lord, we worship you. Somebody just needs to tell him, Lord, I believe in you. I believe in you. And I will wait on you. And I will boast of you. And I will learn of you. My Christianity goes to another dimension. I'm a learner of him. I'm a lover of him. I'm his. And he is mine. You have been listening to a message from the Father's Church. We are sure you have been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center. Off Bannock's Guarampak Expressway. Near next Cash and Carry Abuja. 9 a.m. Sunday and 6 p.m. Wednesday. Call us on 070-31-588-404. You can also find us online on our website, www.thefatherschurchonline.org. Facebook, facebook.com slash thefatherschurch. Our Twitter handle, at T Father's Church. Also on Instagram, The Father Church. God bless you.